Murphy, host and producer of the Toasted Sister podcast. If you're not familiar with CW Ione, he's the awesome musician who provided the Toasted Sister intro and outro music. When I was starting this podcast and I was looking around for some music, CW Ione came to mind right away. That's because his music reminds me of the time I fell in love with food in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So I gave it a shot and asked him in 2016 if he could provide a few minutes of music for my podcast, and he said yes. So, in this special episode, you'll hear some music, an interview with Cooper Ione and his new bandmate, Felipe Toltecat. This song that's playing right now now has a name to it, and it will be on the new CW Ione album called Attack of the 64s. You'll hear him talk about it in this interview. Tractor Brewery here in Albuquerque, and we just listened to two hours of CW Ione. Um, can you tell me um, about your music and, and some of the more popular songs that are out there? Well, my music is based on North Mississippi Hill Country Blues. Two of the main guys you'll, you'll hear about will be R.L. Burnside and Junior Kimbrough. And anything that I do when I'm playing, I'm trying to get the vibe of those two guys. To me, they're, they are the, the top of the top of the heap for blues, for me. So I, everything that I try to play, has got, I try to get that feel in it. And um, you said uh, Mississippi area. I mean, how, how did you connect, how did you make that connection? You're from a little town in New Mexico, right? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I've always been into blues. And when I started listening to my favorite blues guys, you know, starting off with like Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray and B.B. King and Muddy Waters, those guys like that. Um, I started listening to who they listened to, and it just took me back to, it just kept going back and back and back to northern Mississippi. Uh, Muddy Waters is actually from the, the area up there around Clarksdale, so it's all John Lee Hooker's from that area, all, just that kind of groove-based blues is from there, and that, the groove stuff is what gets people dancing, gets me moving, so uh, it's just kind of what I gravitated towards.
Tell me about uh, some of your more popular songs, some of the older ones. I know one of my favorites is um, Well, Well, Well. Well, Well, Well is still one of my favorites. It's just so much fun to play. And now that I got a Felipe on bass, uh, it just adds another, an extra kick to it, you know? As far as popular songs, I don't know. It's kind of different from area to area. We, Depending on where we play, some people really like kind of the slow stuff. Some really kind of like the fast stuff. Uh, it's a mix, really. Some of them really like the, the covers that we do, like the old Burnside covers or Kimbrough covers. So Each place is different. I think New Mexico is really really starting to open up for us in terms of of the blues like this hill country blues so you know well 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 gets requested a lot tatty headed woman which we didn't play tonight and i we meant to but it just didn't happen <laughs> those ones are really good they get they get requested a fair amount yeah so. and uh tell me about the new album um i think i recorded a song from the new album tell me about it yes uh we're actually in the works uh, for a new album called The Attack of the 64s. And that means uh, Felipe's bass that he plays was made in 1964, and my guitar that I play was made in 1964. And we discovered this as we were playing, and, and I just asked him if he knew anything, the history of that instrument. And it just so happened that our instruments are the same age, so we, we thought, man, well, that's why they sound so good together. And uh, we came up with this idea, of course, Attack of the 64s, and um, we got about seven six or seven brand new songs and then we're going to re-record well 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 teddy heads on there uh with the bass so it'll be my first album that i put out with with a bass player so we're really looking forward to it we're recording at home it's all do-it-yourself kind of stuff i'm in the in the process of mixing stuff right now and once we get it done we'll have it out and uh the song that you use is uh i've named it now it's got a name it's called saint vite uh, I wrote it in France in a little town called Saint Vite when I was touring there in 2015, and I was just playing that riff, and uh, I thought, what a cool name that would be, and a story for that song if I just named it Saint Vite. So, that's the official name of that song now. But it's an instrumental. It's going to be an instrumental. We got upright on it. I'm going to play some slide guitar, some harmonica. So it's going to be pretty full sounding, and it's it's a fun, dancey kind of song. And um, tell me about the the one that's out now, the one that has a has a white dog or a wolf on it. Tell me about that one. Uh, that one's called Starkweather. I'm from a little town called Reserve in Catron County, and one night I played in the bar there, uh, Uncle Bill's, and as I was loading up equipment, this white dog, it was a dog, wolf hybrid actually, that walked in the front door and just laid in the front door as I was loading out equipment. Nobody else seemed to, I mean, it didn't bother them. So I was like looking around and I said, you guys see this dog, right? And they're like, oh yeah, that's, her name is Whisper. There's a guy there in town that owns this dog, but she just kind of roams around. And I'd never seen her before that and I've never seen her since. So I thought, I wanted to take a picture of her and I did. And I thought, oh, okay, that's what I'm using for my album cover. Just no question. And the, the title of the album is Starkweather, which is the name of a canyon that you got to drive through to get to reserve. So that album is kind of just about the area where I grew up for me. So it's just a lot of the feelings and a lot of the, a lot of the, just the way that area makes me feel about being away from home and then when I come back to it. So it just struck me so hard that image of that dog. So uh, you know, you don't often talk about like your native heritage uh, too much. I mean, it's it's. Um, I think I've interviewed you before, and you said it's not really part of your uh, music or anything like that. But um, can you just tell me like where you're from? It's it's uh, your dad's side, right? Yes. Uh, um, my mom is from Oklahoma, and she's got a little bit of uh, a little Cherokee, little Choctaw in there on her side. 
uh, but most of the native comes from my dad, which is uh, Southern Cheyenne. And uh, he grew up in El Paso, of all places. And I grew up here in New Mexico my whole life, so we weren't really, up until the age of about 12, we knew nothing about, you know, powwows or anything like that. <clears throat> and then we started going summers with my dad, and we hit the Taos powwow and Gathering of Nations and all that stuff, and we really got to learn more about ourselves. It was kind of that thing as a kid that you're looking for, that little piece that explains you and that was it and ever since then I've just kind of uh, people tell me that they hear it in my music and uh, I'm glad they do I guess it's just a part of me and I, I don't try to do that but it it comes out so I'm really glad it does so I, I just um, I just don't like you said I don't really talk about it much because I don't want to seem uh, disrespectful you know because it is a touchy subject to a lot of people and, uh, and I don't want to cause any problems but but I am proud of it I'm very proud of it and one of my albums is called enough to be proud you know when people ask me hey are you native how much blood you got and I say enough to be proud about it enough to be proud of it so and uh, we'll get uh, Felipe in here in just a bit um, but uh, this is a food podcast what are some of your favorite foods well growing up in New Mexico man it's all Mexican food my favorites are my mom makes killer enchiladas with an egg on top Yes, and my wife makes the best pozole I've ever eaten in my life. So if you ever want to just put me down for a week, my wife will make a big pot of pozole and I'll eat it all. <laughs> so, yeah, I've I got to say the Mexican food is, is, is at the top there for me. But I got some friends in Silver City. When I get a chance, they always make some fry bread. And ah, it's the best ever. Fresh fry bread, you know, just with nothing on it. Eat it, tear it. And, yeah, it's the best.
How did you and Cooper come together? I mean, we, uh, I've always seen him just as a one-man band. I mean, how did that come together? So, like, was it like April of last year? My other band, Double Clutchers, we opened up for Cooper at El Patio in Las Cruces. And he said, hey, guys, leave your stuff up there. You, we will jam before I'm done. And we're like, okay. So he does you know, a little bit of his set, and he calls us up right away. And uh, we started playing with him, and it just instant click. So he's like, after the show, he's like, we got to do something with this. And we're like, hell yeah, let's do it. So uh, Double Clutchers, what kind of band was that? That's a Roots Americana, more rockabilly type band. I say was, but is it still, are you still playing with Double Clutchers? Yeah, I still do it every once in a blue moon, but my main band is me and Coop now. Cool. Uh, so, uh, stand-up bass, rockabilly, that's one of my favorite um, uh, music that I really like to listen to. Um, how did you start playing that upright bass? In the late 90s, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin originally. There was a band out at the time called uh, Swingin' Cools, and they were a jump blues, early 50s style band. And I went to one of their shows and I saw the bass player, who's now one of my best friends, playing slap bass to jump blues music. And I was like, I could do that. So within that year, I had my own bass and I started playing. Okay, so one of the things I don't understand about the sound of the upright bass is that kind of like clicking sound, that the, the slapping sound. I mean, how, how does, are you slapping the, the uh, strings against the, the neck of the... Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's pretty much your, your hand coming down on the fingerboard, and then you're hooking the strings, pulling them back, and then they slap on the fingerboard. Oh. So that gives you a double slap, but then when you put more hand stuff into it, get more percussive, you get triples out of that. Yeah. It adds a lot. The, the triples is what I couldn't understand. I'm like, what's going on? I don't see it. Yeah, it, it adds a lot of percussive accents. So um, what are you most excited about this new album, Working with Cooper? All the original music, and uh, we have a, a, a tune in there that's that's one that I wrote. That's our first compilation, our, our uh, first uh, collaboration, and uh, it's exciting. It's just something brand new. It's not rockabilly, but it's still very roots based. Who are some of your favorite rockabilly bands? Some of my favorite, like original rockabilly bands, obviously like Sun Records era Elvis. To, to when he got signed with RCA in 56. Probably my favorite Presley album. Carl Perkins, Johnny Burnett, Gene Vincent, that type of stuff. This is a food podcast. Uh, what are some of your favorite foods? Tacos. <laughs> tacos of any kind. I love, I love native tacos. I love Mexican tacos. I love Taco Bell. Give me any kind of taco, I'll eat it. I know, me and my family have, um, w whenever we're hungry for like uh, tacos from the, like the food trucks and from these little restaurants all over the place, we call them tacos. But if it's just like, you know, Taco Bell, it's just tacos. Then it's tacos. It's Taco Bell, it's tacos. Yeah, yeah soften that tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anything else is tacos. Tacos, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we're at the um, Tractor Brewery here. What are some of the, uh, you know, your favorite kind of beers to drink? I, I started off on the oatmeal stout. And I wish I would have stuck with that because that was like the, my favorite one so far. Oatmeal stout. Okay. All right. I don't know too much about beer. I don't know why I asked that question. Stouts are dark and they're like coffee flavory type. Real dark. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, my favorites are IPAs. They're like really sour, really, you know, the bitterer the better. Yeah. What, um, what is practice like? I mean, do you guys practice? I mean, and how long did it take you to sort of get into that rhythm? We rehearse every week. But it's a lot of like screwing around and making jokes and drinking beer and minimal, minimal actually playing, but 
eventually we get to it and we get to polish up on a couple things but i think it's most of the shows that we play together that kind of throws you into the fire so when you're out on stage in front of people you have to do it so that's the best way to get it to get it ready to get it polished is when you have to do it push you in the lake sort of thing right Felipe Toltecat, upright bassist, and before that was Cooper Ione. Their new album, Attack of the 64s, will be out soon, so keep an eye out for it. Follow the band on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. CW Ione has six albums and one EP out. Check them all out at Bandcamp and at CWION.com. That's CWAYON.com. In the middle of the show, you heard a song called Well, Well, Well. It's from the award-winning album Lomador. But this song, the song that's playing right now, is called Starkweather from the EP that has the same name. Starkweather, take me home. Starkweather, take me home. Subscribe to the Toast Sister Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and SoundCloud. Go to ToastedSisterPodcast.com for more information and to learn how to support this podcast. I'm Andy Murphy. We'll see you next time.
baby, stop with me.